broadcasting once again from the internet. This is the Coin Rejects episode 72. And we're back. I am, as I said, on the internet with my fellow rejects. I'm Jordan. I'm Brandon. I'm Ian. What? And I'm Brian. And you can find us on the web at coinrejects.com. You can send us an email, coinrejects at gmail.com. We are coinrejects on Twitter, coinrejects on Instagram. And you can send us a voicemail at 503-766-2263. We will get to all of your voicemails and emails and tweets and replies on Clove on the next episode when we do our updates and our feedback episode. But tonight, oh, tonight, we are talking about the game of the episode, which I chose, seems like many, many moons ago when I actually picked this game. Um, I chose the Glob. And one of the reasons I chose it was because I wanted to do a game that I wasn't very familiar with. And one of the reasons that it came to mind was I had seen a post on Clov in the external auctions and ad section where someone had said, there's a club, there's a glob, not a clove. There's a clob on glob. Craigslist. (laughs) You can buy, you can buy clob on Craigslist for $700. No, there was a glob on Craigslist in Detroit for $700. And this seems like it was three or four months ago at this point. And that Craigslist ad is still up. So all you listeners out in the Detroit area, we'll put this ad in the show notes if it's still if it's still active when we post this. But uh, yeah, get to Detroit, Wayne County, Detroit Metro, and pick up this club. This <laughs> damn <it. laughs> this club. Pick up this forum. Pick up this glob for seven hundred dollars. It needs to go to a good home. But yeah, that was my main impetus for for choosing it. Something that I had not. Re- Pretty much never played before, because when I saw that ad, I was like, I don't think I've ever played this game. And then I loaded it up really quick and just had a few goes at it. And I was like, yep, never played it. Uh, but it's really? one that I, that I always heard of, and it always sounded it's kind of a weird name, The Glob. It's a odd name. And so that is why I chose it for the episode. I wonder if this person's a listener. They have like, a, you know, they've got like a Star Wars and a Miss Pac-Man and... Something yeah. else there. So there's a tapper in the background. If you look at the other image. Oh yeah, it's Mario like Ar- Brothers. Arkanoid, maybe. You and know maybe they're a serious. Turbo? Oh, you know they're serious then. Yeah. They have a turbo. Uh, there's like a checks hockey. Oh, there is a bubble hockey there. Yeah, these are some serious dudes. Yeah, they're Detroit. probably. Uh, let me guess. Fifty years old. <laughs> uh, Born in '72. <laughs> Just like our episode number '72. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Ian, do you want to give us a high-level overview of the gameplay? Absolutely. So The Glob is a platform game, which has some similarities to other games you might have played. Um, You use elevators to move through the floors, so it's got maybe a little elevator action kind of uh, DNA in it. Um, You play the eponymous Glob, and your goal is to collect all of the food from the different floors of a building. Uh, Each level has a different building layout. Uh, you can move right and left. You can call elevators by like jiggling the top of your blob <laughs> on a, like sliming the elevator call button, I guess. Uh, and you also have the ability to jump up and stick to the ceiling. Uh, your opponents in collecting all the food is the mob, which uh, they're just really some harmless animals, frankly. But uh, if you touch them, they kill you. So maybe they're not all that harmless. 
but they don't really do that much. They just kind of guard the food and maybe seem like they're trying to eat it, but they can't. That's not programmed in. Uh, you can kill enemies by sticking to the ceiling and then dropping on top of them, or you can squish them with the elevators. Uh, if you're in the elevator, you can move it up and down, and you can squish them with either the top or the bottom of it as it's passing through the floor, or you can call the elevator, and if they happen to walk under it or if you time it so that it comes down on top of them, even if you're not inside it, you can kill them that way as well. Uh, you can also kill yourself with the elevator if it's at the top of the building and you uh, call it and then you st- uh, stand right underneath it, you will die. The enemies, in addition to touching you, can call the elevator and even ride it between floors. And if they call the elevator while you're uh, sitting in it, then you die then as well. Um, the foods are regular foods, ice creams, cherries, grapes, that sort of thing. The point values go up uh, on each level, so I think they start at 110 and go up by 10 each time, 120, 30, 40, 50, etc. Enemies also give you points when you kill them, and uh, they have fixed values per enemy of 55, 66, 77, 88, and 99 points. And as you progress through the levels, the game speeds up a little bit and the layouts of the buildings get more complicated. So it has a little bit of a maze game aspect as well, because you have to figure out the route to get to all of the fruit to finish the level. And there are no power ups whatsoever. And you earn an extra life at 20,000 points. I don't know if you earn any past that because we didn't get there. Uh, There's also a level timer, which they call an energy meter, and if it runs out, then you die instantly, but it doesn't really seem to be a major factor in the gameplay. Uh, If you hang from the ceiling, then it uses the energy more quickly, so that's something you might need to balance a little bit. You also get a bonus at the end of the level, but it's not linked to the meter at all. It's just a fixed bonus per level of like 5,000, 6,000 points. It probably goes up by like 100 points each level, but I didn't work out what exactly they are. And that is the game. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful, Ian. Yeah, I couldn't figure out the bonus. I know after the first round, it was like 5,000 bonus. Yeah. So does it just stay that through all of them? I th- I know that yeah I think there's uh, the first level the um, what is it the strawberries are a hundred each and I think it's like around eleven hundred points when you s- at the end and then as soon as you get it it goes up to six thousand and then at the, yeah, the end of the second level you're around fourteen third level you're like twenty one so yeah it seems about five or six yeah, yeah maybe it's like five thousand per round level clear or whatever I think it seems, it seems like, like it seems fixed mm-hmm. it doesn't seem I mean I don't know which which part are we talking about now. I don't know. We're talking we about uh, just general high level. So, uh, yep, game was released in 1983. I don't know if you mentioned that, Ian. Um, EPOS. Yeah. EPOS or EPOS? E, piece of shit. E, piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful acronym. Electronic uh, piece of shit. Hell yeah. Yep. And uh, before we talk about anything else, I'm going to do my fun fucking fact early. Yep, get it out of the way. So what you didn't mention... Is the uh, what did you say? You said the uh, eponymous glob. I did. His name is actually Toby. He has a name. Oh, Toby the glob. So the fun fact fact is the eponymous glob is actually named Toby. Uh, The enemies uh, have names. The enemies are uh, Gator, Froggy. Oh, Froggy has uh, boxing gloves. Bunny looks like not like a bunny. Monkey and Porker. He's not a pig. He's Porker. He's Porker. Yeah, has very Animal Farm ish looking illustrations all right 
We yeah. saw Porker. Somebody got to where we saw Porker. It took a bit. It takes like four right. levels, four or five levels before you see Porker. So yeah. that, that, that was a treat. All right. Yeah. I think I don't know, we'll just start talking about the uh, arcade flyer and just get into it. The arcade flyer is kind of amateurish looking. <laughs> I like it. With the game, I think. I, I really like the part of the flyer because I like terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> the one. So there's uh, like an inset of the well we should say all right so the flyer is not actually from epos the manufacturer the flyer is from magic electronics who was a licensee and they declare it is fully licensed yeah i just noticed that graphic of the gameplay Mm -hmm. and some boxes around it with the crudely drawn enemies and in uh one to the right of the lower left corner it says munch all the snacks and there is a truly foul looking glob with fruit in and spilling out of its <laughs> mouth, which yes. has a shocking number of teeth in it for a glob. It's um, truly horrifying. That should be the side art. No, I fucking I love should. the art on this flyer. So quirky and weird, and it it ah, it's it's good. No, I like can, it a lot. It reminds I, me of like a drive-in theater advertisement. Can I just comment on the square right next to it? I yes. love how they have, it's supposed to say push call button to ride elevator, but they have the text reversed. So it actually says ride elevator, push call button to, if you're reading like English left to right. Yeah. yeah. Meet the glob. I think they're trying to be like artistically stylish, which it didn't work because they didn't need to do that. Like the, the white shit they added around it, I guess for analyzing it doesn't really make much sense, but uh, yeah. it's. It's kind of cool, though. The flyer actually explains the whole game in one little snapshot. It has everything. It's like the flyer is actually better than the uh, control panel. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I I do like the logo text, which uh, it it looks like it could be, you know, a a 60s sci-fi or a Mm -hmm. flick movie poster logo type. I think that's super good. It almost looks like scratched into skin, like horror style. It's not that dark. Kind of gives me a little Robbie Roto vibe. This game wipes Robbie Roto's asshole. All right. Yeah, um, I would definitely rather play this than Robbie Roto. And and then they just randomly have the glob will get you. You're the glob. He's not the enemy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a funny enemies. That's a yeah, funny I mean, statement. Glob will get you, I think, is uh, just a reference to its earning power since these are targeted at operators. Which, again, is weird because why are they telling an operator like how to play the game? Like all these like individual like steps on the game, you know, all There's, they care about. Well, they all do that. They, yeah. it's, it's supposed to say that it's deep, man. And uh, also the best part is the interchangeable game system in the bottom right. Yeah, and it's a. It seems like it's an obvious dig at like some deco hardware or something. No cassettes to change, just a ROM change, and you have a new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, headers yeah. and overlays come free of charge. That's Fuck right. yeah, part Fuck of the package. Yeah. Those rotting Pac-Man cabinets. I mean, you gotta get your money's worth. Along with your copyright seal for the marquee. Also, the yeah. interchangeable game system is exciting. It is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was the best game at the. October show in Tokyo. Come on. Yeah. How about the year on there? It's just October. I mean, it's, I think it's 80. It's probably like 83, 84. Is it 80? What did I say? 83 game? He, yeah. yeah, 83. Probably 80. Well, no. I think it would be weird that if it's a, a North American release, or is it? And um, that it would be debuting prior to that. But yeah, maybe so. 
maybe they thought it would be a weird Japanese market game. Like uh, it's big in Japan. Come on, guys. Also, uh, according to Flyer, when you use your energy to stick to the ceiling and then drop down onto the the mob uh, guys, you're eating them. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Know. I I really like the flyer. Look at the, like zoom in on the bunny. Look at the bunny character. I mean, that's just <laughs> the bunny is fucked. They're all looks, fucked. He's it's giving terrible. you a thumbs down. It just looks like a guy. I, not I, love, fun. I love that all of the uh and the mob have like major attitude issues except for porker who's just standing there yeah <laughs> yeah he's got yeah, a yeah. uh how do you make a pig look menacing i don't know okay <laughs> the the porker and um yeah it looks like they had some very good character right like frogger or the uh no, i can't i can't Froggy. see it Froggy has the uh, boxing gloves. Yeah. And uh, the bunny has some, you know, resting bitch face attitude. And uh, Porker's just like the uh, the fucking astrology signs on like the Chinese placemat menus. That's just <laughs> like... of the pig. It's just fucking an accurate pig drawing. There's no... <laughs> the, the, pig, <laughs> the pig in the pork section of the meat market, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. a pig. Yeah, Froggy's ready to go up against Kangaroo with those boxing gloves. Yep. I think that's, that's a major attitude. Except Porker just looks bored. <laughs> like, why, am I, why am I here? <laughs> In-game Porker's pretty, like, he's pretty serious, though. He's men- menacing. All right, do we want to talk about the cabinet art package? Sure, let's do it. So, this game was sold mostly as a conversion kit for Pac-Man. Uh, supposedly, there were dedicated cabinets, but I don't think we were able to find any pictures of them so it's a yeah. i'm not aware of a dedicated original cabinet but it's not uh, right on the, the glob is also available as a complete game fully is tested it really? oh, okay. stores <laughs> what, what is this you what? come up with enough money we'll come up with a cabinet for you here i don't know if that's is that the case though or is that are they just saying that maybe they're saying that they i actually didn't look for a dedicated cabinet per se i always assumed it was just conversion only and i think it is i, I don't know if that's true that it that there's a well, maybe there is i i don't want to say that i i know there's not a dedicated but uh obviously that's would be extremely rare i, yeah, I think I mean, even the conversion kit is extremely rare uh so well, maybe i don't know i hear it's rare maybe yeah, there's I mean, a dedicated one but uh yeah i don't think anyone's seen one since the 80s if there was these people, the, these companies were shady at best, and uh, I think it was probably they would put whatever on the flyer, and then if somebody actually wants to buy it, they would probably figure out a way to take the money first and then figure out how to produce it later. I, I just get that feeling from, from the stories I have. Could be, and yeah, and it could be that the uh, like complete game is still a Pac-Man conversion and that they're just converting and selling it to you. Um. I actually had to look at uh, some some Google some Google foo and um, there is no real glob dedicated so no no mm. there's there's none it's just a it's a sham it's a flyer sham so. well so not much to talk about on the cabinet if you've seen a Pac-Man you know what's up yeah I I uh, I like the I like the art package I think that um, again like yeah I agree the logo the the design's really good I don't really like the the depiction of the of toby though the glob on on the on the marquee it looks kind of weird he's like you know he's severely has yellow teeth you know he's yeah, you're supposed to be the hero here Come it on. looks kind of weird but the uh 
the side art's kind of cool because it has that same humor as kind of the flyer did. Yeah, the uh, monkey riding the pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pig's having a little bit more fun on the side art. Exactly, yeah. And the gator kind of looks like a... Uh, Kind of looks like a like a cartoon episode gator. I can't kind of a, like a Hanna Barbera character. A yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I but then on this on the flyer though, then the rabbit looks generic. Isn't that funny on the side art? He's like he's yeah. he's traded places with Porker on the. Uh, There's no boxing gloves on the frog either. Yep. Um, I I do have to say like I I like the bezel art and the CPO. I think both those look great. I think the marquee is not great and the individual art elements in the side art are good but it's really small and looks it doesn't look very good on the side of the cabinet in my opinion i think they could have done a lot better with that side art and uh on the marquee they you know if they just took a cue from the uh the bezel and had like you know some of those rectangles and elevators and shit in the background instead of it just being solid red i think it would have looked hugely better but, uh, yeah, I like the marquee and the CPO a lot. Yeah, if it was a little bit more compartmentalized or something. But, they, uh, if, yeah, if they had even a border around it and they, they did a little bit with that, I think it would look really good. Because yeah. the, uh, the whole, you know, 75% of the right side looks really good where it says the glob and then the the, uh, the mob is kind of interwoven in the, the logo. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but the uh, side art kind of looks like you're buying a sticker sheet or something, and they're just all kind of yeah. shoved in there. The composition's kind of <laughs> totally. weird. Yep. Uh, yeah, I have, I have to agree. I'm not a fan of the marquee. That's the one. I, I also agree the, that the bezel and the CPO look look pretty good. Um, the side art is just like, eh, I don't care really one way or the other. But if they had done some of the some of the graphic elements in the that they did in the CPO and the bezel for the marquee, I think it would look a little better. It just looks kind of random. The, the marquee just looks kind of random. I don't think it looks random. I think the side art looks random. The shape of the side art looks fucking horrible. I mean, they know they're yeah putting it into a Pac-Man cab. Well, it is a conversion. Well, for Pac-Man hardware, so it's obviously going into a Pac-Man cab, and it's like, why did they pick that shape? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, uh, a tomb, a red tombstone, and then yeah, it looks <laughs> like uh, like a five sticker pack that somebody just slapped yeah. it on there, like some cheesy yep. stickers a kid would have for his uh, trapper keeper or something in school. Yeah, it is I, a tombstone. I totally agree with you guys. It's tombstone, right? It kills your Pac Man. It's a tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the bezel art's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It, I guess from like a artistic perspective, it's kind of weird how they shoved in a lot of yellow squares in the bottom right and it seems kind of weird how it's kind of oh shit i don't know what to put in at the bottom right and um some of it doesn't look right and it would have been seemingly more cool i think with a black background not red i don't know but i guess they're trying to come up with some theme i honestly think the cpo is like the coolest part yeah uh, i think so too the way they had the yep. uh, the glob and it's just nice and simplified mm-hmm. has the yeah. enemies on the side kind of like the cubert cpo where it just shows the enemies for you and then um so you know it's bad you know and then um yeah i it, it's decent it's not like the worst art i've ever seen but it, it's pretty it's not it's phoned in as most conversions so. as i'm looking at these pictures i'm realizing that there are two separate cpos the one on the cabinet is different from the close-up one uh, of the marquee and uh, the control panel so yeah, the close-up one's dope. The other ones, yeah, I agree. The close-up one is terrific. Uh, it's 
simple oh, yeah. job done. I think it looks really good. The I I was thinking as you were saying like oh the flyer is better than the control panel and I or the CPO and I was looking at it and I was like it looks like the same thing on the CPO uh, to the left of the controls. It looks like it's pretty close to that inset on the flyer, but uh, mm-hmm. a close up photo of it. So. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the second one is like a fan recreation or maybe the first one is the magic licensed one and the second is the EPOS. Hard to say with uh, these kind of fly-by-night companies uh, making conversion kits. Yeah, the maybe it was the Eagle, right, or whatever, the other yeah. distributor. But yeah, because the other one is kind of like a wraparound and the one that I... I posted it's kind of like that traditional Pac-Man one where it's only on the top and you can mm-hmm. see the rest of the CPO or CP CP. Yeah. Yeah. The first one does wrap down over the front bend of the control panel. Yeah. This one looks like it would be a direct drop in. You could literally probably put it over the uh, yeah. pack C- CPO and it'd fit exactly. Yep. It looks like the one that is the first one we were talking about. That's not the zoomed in one. They don't have the two buttons installed. And when we were, there's a Todd Tucky video where he's playing one of these on a Pac-Man and it actually was using the player one and player two buttons as the two buttons for the, for the gameplay, which was, I thought was interesting. I wonder if you could just do that when you're, I wonder if you can do that in MAME, like hit the player one or player two and have it be call elevator and and energize or whatever the other one is called. Okay. So I spent a bunch, let me know if you want to talk about hardware shit now. I spent a bunch of time playing uh, most of the different revisions of this in MAME, uh, and I think we should cover that, but I don't know when we want to get to it. Um, we could do it now. Let's talk about it now, because we're transitioning into graphics, so we could just talk about different hardware at that point. So, go ahead. Right. So, there are two major... Okay, so this is, like I was saying, small fly-by-night companies. They're all over the fucking map, and there are a bunch of different versions of the glob that run on different hardware that were made by different companies, uh, different names. It's a huge mess. So near as I can tell, the original version is called the glob and runs on its own dedicated hardware. Uh, There's multiple ROM revisions where it's just called the glob. There is also a conversion kit that that runs on Pac-Man hardware similar to a Ms. Pac uh, board where there's a daughter board plugged into the Z80 socket and a different ROM configuration. And that game is the same game, but a totally different implementation of it. The graphics are different. The sounds are different. Some of the levels are different. I mean, it's recognizably the same game, but it's not identical. And it's uh, a different implementation of a slightly different game. Then there is Super Glob, which is the same game with like a couple minor tweaks and uh, the main driver developers seem to think it had some bug fixes and came later. Uh, And there's also a Pac-Man hardware version of Super Glob. And then there's also the licensed version by Magic Electronics instead of EPOS, which runs on Pac-Man hardware only. And then there's also, they re-released it in like 1984 or 1985, renamed to Beastie Feastie. So... All, all three of those games, the Glob, Super Glob, Beastie Feastie, same basic game. There are minor differences between all of them, some different levels, some different speed changes, some difficulty stuff. And then there's two main hardware systems that it runs on, the dedicated hardware and the Pac-Man hardware. And I got to say, having played a bunch of these, 
the Pac-Man hardware version is hugely better than the dedicated hardware one. The dedicated hardware version kind of sucks. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of different weird things going on and it's really hard to unravel exactly what the situation is because it's so long ago and no one had documentation and they were just, you know, re-releasing it multiple times to try to milk it for everything it was worth. That's pretty right. interesting. Right. That such Lisa. a such a weird game had such a long and storied life and like so many different releases and and slight fixes. It just doesn't seem like a, the type of game that would have that kind of longevity to me. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, think that, I think there's other games that are the same that we just haven't analyzed that have done the same thing. But uh, it's, yeah, it's weird that there's been... And I think it really comes down to... Uh, I don't think they tested and bug fixed as thoroughly as the premier manufacturers did. I think the different versions that you find out in the field are like, oh, someone complained that it does this thing, so let's fix it and start shipping it. And I think you get a lot of that kind of feedback loop before it gets released if it's, you know, an Atari title or a Namco title or something like that. Because, like, those dudes know how to make a game and EPOS Corporation are still figuring that shit out. (laughs) So I have a little info that I read on the Beastie Feasty thing, that that was actually EPOS uh, releasing the game themselves. So they licensed it, obviously, to um, Magic, but then Magic folded, and EPOS wanted to release this themselves under a company called Cardinal Amusement, and they called it Beastie Feasty, although it was the same game. Uh, because they had sold the marketing rights to Magic, um, but then Magic actually rec- registered a copyright on the game as well. And then so Epos had to make a different company so they could try to release it and call it Beastie Feasty. Something like that is what I had read on that um, the All In for a Color, uh, All In for a Quarter Color blog spot. That, that <laughs> Jesus. Something. All yeah. In. For a quarter, one of our favoritest blogs here at the Coin Rejects. Absolutely, they should have. Yeah, it's a wonderful blog. Uh, they should have just let it go, man. Jeez, they were chasing that glob hard. Jesus, it's a lot of gymnastics to go <laughs> to go through to. I mean, release this game. Globs are good at gymnastics. I mean, yeah. we can stick to the ceiling. So, all right, we talked about the hardware, so let's talk about the actual graphics themselves. I I think they're. I think they're fucking awesome. I, I like it. I like the animation. I like the graphics. I like that. Uh, I know it's an 83 title on Pac-Man hardware, which is significantly pretty old at that point. But um, I think the fact that it's just like a satellite board with, um, uh, you know, a couple of ROMs. And I think they, I think on the Lawnmower Man site, they were talking about how it's a, not like it's a real time discussion, but uh, there's a post that it was just a, um, a couple of ROMs, pal chips and some TTL stuff. And um seems like pretty amazing what they were able to do with that hardware. And in my mind, I think it's like the best graphically thing I've seen, at least from the, the pack stuff. So this, the version we played is not the Pac-Man version. The version we played is the dedicated hardware version. Yeah, but I still maintain my argument. Okay. I'm pretty uh, familiar with the Pac-Man version because I play it. With the BitKit, and I know that BitKit uses the Pac-Man um, yeah. stuff. They, there's a lot of Pac-Man boots on there. And there's actually Beastie Feastie as well, which I like that one better because I believe it's easier. And that's, you know, that's my style. Yeah. I'm going to say 
I have to hard disagree. I think the Pac-Man hardware version is pretty good. Pac-Man hardware is clearly like Namco hit it out of the park when they designed that hardware. And uh, there's a whole mess of different games that can run on it. You know, they they clearly had a really generic, you know, a, a really adaptable uh, design there. But the dedicated hardware version we played, I think the graphics are fucking awful. I do not think they are good. Like, the animations are crappy. Uh, like, the, the walk of the gators, which is just, like, flapping arms, or when the enemies spawn, especially the gator, it has some weird, like, standing up and falling down over and over again thing. Uh, and I'm, I think it's... I don't know what the deal is with the dedicated hardware, but it does a thing that tells me a lot about the hardware design. If you watch when any two things overlap, like two enemies walk past each other, they don't overlap correctly. In the areas where they overlap, it's black. Mm -hmm. And this happens, you see it in like the elevator moving between floors, or if you eat a fruit, you know, it'll invert the video before it disappears. Uh, All of this stuff. And on hardware of this era, what they had done is they had a, a video mixer so it's basically a box chip that says for any given pixel, we're going to output one or the other of the graphics in play, right? And so if you see something go over something else, it, it's like it's a hardware version of layer stacking, right? So things exist on different layers and it determines which thing is on the top and which thing isn't so that you can see things that like obscure other elements. It's a pretty basic thing that was in just about everything in this era and the fact that they did not do that and were just like, YOLO, the enemies, if they happen to be walking right next to each other, they become invisible and can kill you, uh, tells me that they really cheaped out on the hardware. Really cheaped out. Uh, I think it's really bad. Uh, almost unforgivably bad. Uh, and yeah, I, the animations are choppy and buggy and I do not think much of the graphics at all. Like the actual designs are okay, but maybe it's just the animation I'm I'm dragging. The animation is. I think they got the animation of the glob okay. Are you talking about I the agree. Pac-Man hardware? Or are you talking about the one that we played? I think he's talking about I the game in general. Hated, I'm talking about the game we played. We did uh, not play Pac-Man hardware. I don't I don't agree with you. Okay, it's awesome. It's awesome. Jiggly, it's jiggles. There's I mean if you're sticking to the ceiling then that's pretty good. Unless there happens to be an elevator button behind you, in which case you kind of see through it. I guess that's okay for the glob, right? Like, you can almost pass off the stuff on the glob as being artistic, right? Like, you can see the fruit inside of it before it gets digested. Okay. But, like, two enemies walking close to each other, especially I was noticing this when I was playing earlier, a lot of times where there's, like, an elevator shaft and then a, a food and then the wall there would be like two gators that would go right on top of the food and they would just cancel each other out and be completely invisible. And if you walked over them, you'd fucking die because you can't see it. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the graphics. I do like the animation for the glob. Just hit, just his like standing animation where it's just kind of, kind of has just this little like jiggling animation going on and sticking to the ceiling and pushing the elevator button. But yeah, the enemies are very simplistic and their movements just seem like two to three cells of animation going back and forth. Um, and then it's just, you know, kind of the, 
the uh, elevator shafts. So there's not much to it. The picture we have in the show notes where we show the screen, it's got kind of like a scripty looking blob or glob font, which I don't think was present on the one we played. Is that a difference between Pac-Man hardware and the dedicated? Yes. Yeah, that that part I actually like. I, I like when they kind of make the scripty looking um, logo uh-huh, yeah. and that looks pretty nice. But yeah, overall, the, the graphics are fine. They're, I did notice what you were talking about, Ian, where they're kind of either going over each other and, and disappearing, kind of like kangaroo. And even then, sometimes they kind of disappear next to you, and then you thought you got away or you had successfully stuck to the ceiling, and then all of a sudden you were dead. But we also saw where, like in Brandon's game, where he rode up the elevator with one of the bunnies and nothing happened. So <laughs> I guess yeah, I just... Sometimes it can be forgiving. Yeah. It's not a graphics thing, but the collision detection in this game is atrocious. And sometimes it works in your favor, but most of the time it doesn't seem to. Yeah, we'll talk about that further in the gameplay section. But Yeah. I I liked it though. I I uh I liked that the uh you know, the bunnies were a little bouncy and their ears bounced up and down and I thought even though the animation, you know, I mean it's not that great. Overall, overall, but it, it did seem like everything had its own little character, right? Own little animations. It wasn't just like yeah. a, a sprite that just scrolled across the screen. Like the monkey had its own uh, personalities. The porker, you know, goes from, you know, in a lot of games, the enemy's sprite is the enemy's sprite. It doesn't change. But, you know, the porker, for example, he's he crawls on his, on all fours, and then he gets up on, on two. And I think they... They did pretty decent on this. It's not obviously it's not amazing, but it's uh, I think they got their point across as much as they could. Yeah, they did good at giving each of them a distinct animation for sure. Yeah, I agree. They did get it. Uh, I did like how they have individual animations and individual personalities, especially like the rabbits always seem to want to go up and down on the elevators. Um, <laughs> the other ones don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's much to say. Jordan, you haven't really said much about the graphics. I, you know, I, I, I like the way that they, um, I like the way the glob moves. I, I think they did a good job on the glob. Um, I definitely, uh, I think he's, he's, he's a character, you know, and you, you get a little feel for him in the way he, you know, slinks across. He's, he, he definitely moves like a glob. I, I like it. Um, and like you say, they did create animations for the other characters as well you know it's not just a static thing moving across the screen um i just i don't think they did very well in implementing them that the, the the game is kind of kind of jerky and um and not very smooth at all the way with those characters movements and the way they they cross over each other and such um what, but what's a game where the enemies don't animate at all and just move around like uh wizard of war in the era yeah, yeah, maybe Wizard of War. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the there's a lot of games that phone it in. It's animated, although it does it does have the same issue about not having a hardware graphic priority layering system, and that does yeah. fuck you up sometimes. I'm I can own that, but like uh, what Space Invaders? Like the enemies in Space Invaders are animated two frames. That's uh, true. Yeah. Isn't. I guess, I guess asteroids is just the static asteroids that would be. They rotate though. They rotate. Those are like those are 70s games though. It's not really a comparison. I mean, an asteroids deluxe has blocks <laughs> with different shapes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, if the bar is that it's better than a game that moves an enemy with no animation at all, 
like that's a low fucking bar, my friends. That is a very low bar. <laughs> Once everything yeah. clears that bar. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like they. Uh, obviously, someone spent their life savings on it because they didn't. You know, they had to milk it out so much that this was like their life legacy. Like that's. <laughs> this is no, not, no. I'm serious. That's <laughs> probably like this. Whoever made this game is like, fuck, man. I just blew everything, and and we gotta just milk it out, beastie feasty. You know what other names can we call it? Super Glob, yeah. Uh, Sell so they, to whoever they can. Yeah, I, so this I mean, is not a game where I would say, "Hey, dude, check out these graphics. This is awesome." This is not. This is a game where you find yourself having to explain why it's a good game. Um, so yeah, no, the graphics are not great on this game. Well, I'll give it to the Glob animation, but other than that, it kind of is a mess. All right, let's talk about sounds. Bing. I think uh, the sounds suck in Mame, and they they sound. I what I'm used to playing it on sounds a lot better than the sounds in Mame, and I'll I'll just leave it at that. You say you played on Bitkit or whatever? Is that I played on the Bitkit? It's a, what FBGA, but they're emulating Pac-Man hardware. I'm pretty sure the sounds in the Pac-Man hardware are different and better. The sounds in the dedicated hardware version are awful. Yeah, the sounds in the one we played is, is are pretty bad, and that's one of the things when I was playing it. Um, leading up to this, I was like, yeah, the sounds really turned me off from the game. Just like the, the glob going across the, <laughs> going across the floor just sounds really terrible. It's like some kind of like backwards, uh, I don't know, like they made a sound and then they like played it backwards. Womp, 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 womp. So the... The dedicated hardware version uses an AY38910 sound synth chip, which is a very good synth chip, like one of the best of that era, one of my favorites. Um, and other MAME games that use it sound fine. So I don't think the MAME version's sounds are bad because it's MAME. I think they're bad because they're bad. I was curious. Yeah, I was curious about this because, again, it's MAME. You can't... I don't know. I, I know they usually do notes if there's, like, uh, you know, the sounds aren't complete or accurate, but I don't I don't know if that's... I mean, it's probably the case. They're usually pretty reliable on that. You, you know, they'll have, like, the little red splash screen that says, hey, sound's not accurate. Uh, there's clipping and all that shit, and they didn't do that on this, but if it didn't have that clipping and, like, there's, like, some tearing sounds, there's, like, a high pitch. You know, it's like a fucking hearing test in your ear sometimes yeah. when when you're playing. I don't know if you guys heard that when you were playing, yeah. but um, uh, the sounds themselves, you can see like when they're triggering, you know, like those sound good. But it's like at the end, there's just like this really awful clipping and, and tearing and uh, it's probably not the right terms, but um, it I feel like the sounds are good, but the uh, execution is very bad. Like the uh, like when you crush an enemy. That little, like, wave sound. That's cool. I, I can imagine that if that was... Um, if on real hardware that does sound good, that's a cool sound. Um, yeah. uh, all like I'm going to say is that the AY38910 is a very well-emulated chip. Like, if it sounds bad in MAME, I don't think it's because of MAME. It's, it's a well-understood chip used in a bunch of games. It's not like this is some weirdo custom hardware where no one knows what it's supposed to be like, right? It's using an off-the-shelf sound synth chip used in hundreds of other games that sound fine in MAME. Sound fine in MAME. It's not the, P- it's not the PlayStation 4. Yeah. 
Exactly. That AY 38910, 1978 is when it came out, General Instrument. And my favorite best sounding game of all time uses five of these things. What, Gyrus? Yes. Yeah. 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 They're, I, they're good. Yeah, this is, yeah, like you said, late 70s. It's well documented at this point. It's not like it's um, generation breaking hardware. Yeah. They're like, you know, let's. Let's talk Paving about the, the paths for a minute. The what? Uh, well, advance that the music sucks floppy donkey dick. Um, <laughs> like, like it's there in the. It, it sounds like it sounds like the Cubert um, sound synth. Like they couldn't figure out how to make the SCO one do its thing, and so they're just like, well, we'll just throw some random data in there and let it do whatever. It sounds like it's that, but on a loop in the background, and like weirdly quiet really really quiet compared to the sounds like the level of the music is way down in the background and the sounds are jacked way up like the levels are way off and that's it would be bad if it wasn't that the music was really bad and annoying i i almost need to play it again really quick to hear what you're talking about but i i can tell you that got it uh, uh, go ahead yeah go ahead all right uh oh maybe i thought i did Okay. Do you hear that? Yeah. And that goes on the whole background, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. See, it's playing the whole time. That might be its saving grace for me because, as you know, as you know, I'm the only person that's really affected by sounds in games. Like, like if there's a bad sound, that game, that game is like essentially canceled for me. And uh, I don't know what it is, but I get, the high pitched sounds drive me nuts. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to give it some like. Uh, hoping that maybe it's just a, a shitty uh uh mame port but i guess like you said it's probably not okay but I, I, so. i'm still pulling for it that it is and um for some reason it doesn't bother me like that that high-pitched wine doesn't bother me but or it does but not enough but uh you know brian said that oh yeah the uh the glob globin sounds annoying but it ain't no fucking donkey kong or dig dug to me where those sounds are just destroying and and so shitty. Uh, I I like the sounds. I like that. Like when you you know you hit the fucking elevator button, you get to the top floor. It's like ding. It's like it. I think they did try. Um, so they, me, just, they just weren't they just weren't good at it. But they they did try to execute. They, yeah. oh, did you hear that? that? that All right. Loud. This is this is the Pac Man version. I'm just gonna run you through some. <laughs> This is just the self-test. Okay. That's way more jarring. It sounds a lot better. I think it sounds... Well, I think they both sound bad, but the Pac-Man version sounds better. Yeah, I agree. It's cleaner. It's better, but not good. It's cleaner, but it's very uh, intrusive to me. It's more more annoying to me at the ear, even though it's cleaner. I can give it that. I agree with you on that. It has a lot more of those high-pitched sounds, and yeah. Like, if you really want to push my buttons and put me into, like, a fucking uh, water torture thing, like, that, that's, like, that feeling, but but it it does sound better. But did you hear the music in the background, right? Which is basically the same. Yeah, it's annoying. It, it, it's annoying. Sounds much better. I, I don't like it's not it. Better, but it's it's the still the same sort of like bleepity bloop super yeah. 
It's, it's too- a very strange mix, and whatever that tune is, I mean, what the fuck time signature is that? It's just like <laughs> random fucking notes that probably aren't even notes. They probably it, are just like in the middle of notes and stuff. It's very it's, non-musical. It's when you're shaking your dick at the end of your piss. It's a blue, 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 and it's not real. It's uh, yeah, it's organic like the glob. I, I symphony. Yeah. <laughs> Dribble number five. I I don't <laughs> I don't eat sharp major. <laughs> I think that uh I don't know. I'm I'm the dedicated hardware. I'm a I'm a fan, but I yeah they just they 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 if they had no background music at all, it would have been fine. You know because most games didn't have background, so I think they could have maybe that would have helped with the clipping right with the with the uh, canceling out of the other sounds. You know. I mean, this tune is basically just like filler, just extra bleeps and bloops in the back. You know, it was like almost like somebody said, hey, that's too quiet. Give us something else. Yeah, I'm going to tap my feet at this shit. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, they should have. No blueprint, that's for sure. I know. That's what I was, I was just going to say. They should have hired the blueprint guy. For sure, God, dude. yeah. Dude, you scored blueprint? Yeah, I got this great game called The Club. <laughs> and then it's just, yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on to scores? Or are we going to talk to Uh After we discuss strategy. Okay. So, uh, okay. Tonight's scores are coming in at last place. Ian, 14,193. Right ahead of Ian, Jordan, 16,008 points. Those eight points count. Um, next up is a, a huge gap here. Brian with thirty one thousand and one point, <laughs> and and finally me. Hey, I won. I think game in like uh, maybe six or seven episodes. Uh, thirty nine thousand one twenty one. I have and, to say uh, that I really don't like games that get down to like one point. <laughs> thirty one thousand and one. Thirty nine one hundred and twenty one. It's like, come on, just round it off to ten. It's, like it's very strange because what they do that the enemies are like 55, 66, mm-hmm. 77. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why they did yeah. that. That's weird. It almost makes it not uh, worth getting the enemy or like trying to point press by getting the enemies because you get so few points. All right. We're going to go in reverse order. So, Ian, um, you want to talk about some of the strategies tried to use? Uh, yeah. Well, this game is hard on strategy because. Really, the only leverage, the only leverage you have in this game for points in a competitive setting is point pressing by killing enemies for their weird scores, because you get the same bonus no matter what the time is, and you get the same points for the fruits. The only scoring aspect you have any control over is uh, how long you play the game, right, which means not dying, which I didn't do good at at all, and... uh you know, killing the enemies, killing the mob. You know, if two people kill the same number of mob enemies and get through, or l- let me rephrase that. If two people are playing and get through the same number of boards, the only difference in their scores is the number of enemies they kill, right? That's your only leverage to increase your score is uh, getting point pressing by getting those enemies. And that's a real dicey proposition because the collision detection is pretty terrible in this game and you know sometimes you might land next to an enemy and kill it if you're dropping on it from above or you might uh 
you know, squash the tail of a rabbit in the elevator or something like that and kill it. And other times you'll be like halfway through it and it'll kill you. Um, so it's it's a real difficult proposition. Um, but like that's, as I see it, the main strategy, uh, you know, after just not dying and getting through more boards. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Just drink a glass of fire, I think. <laughs> what was, what, what was it? I was giving you all the, all the faces. Mix that drink a little strong. Is what, it my turn it? to talk my strategy? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a big problem with this game. Like Ian said, there's no strategy. Um, you just complete the levels. I mean, this is, this is a game where you just race to see all the different screens, I suppose, because uh, killing the enemies is so minuscule. Um, 55 points per enemy and and you're risking a lot um, because the game is janky and it's hard to tell when you're going to die or when you're not um, because of the terrible hit detection so i don't i don't think there's a strategy to point press even though the very first level is quite easy um but how many points could you really get an extra 200 i don't know 300 uh i i just don't think that there's there's much of a strategy i think there's one way to play this game and it's just to move through the levels and uh unfortunately that makes for a shallow game um i like a game with more than one way to play so uh that's yeah i wish i had a strategy to share with you but i didn't uh the only strategy is if you look at it more like a maze game and how you're going to go through the maze and I was not good enough at it to really get to a level where it really mattered how you approach the maze. Um, it did look to ramp itself up, and maybe in later levels uh, you can strategize as far as your direction you go around the maze. You know, do I go left, right? Do I go all the way up the left and over to the right? Um, but I don't know. I'm not good enough to tell. So maybe there's a strategy, but in the first three levels that I can get to, I don't see a strategy. Right. Yeah, I don't know that I had much of a strategy. I think playing it earlier, you never seem to run out of energy. Maybe you would the longer that you play. So it seems like you could just like stick yourself to the to the ceiling as long as you want almost on some of the earlier levels and just, you know, if there's a an enemy, just go ahead and stick yourself up there and, and wait for them to come and drop on them because sometimes if you are sitting there waiting them waiting for them to come to you, they kind of either skip a frame or something or they you look like you have enough time to hit the ceiling and all of a sudden they're on you which seemed kind of weird like like you guys were saying the hit detection on this is all over the map it's like sometimes you drop next to an enemy and you kill them somehow it's like there was lots of times i dropped down next to him and i was like oh i totally missed him it's like nope i got him okay good um (laughs) so that's kind of weird in trying to actually you know plan out killing the enemies that you don't really know when you drop, whether you're going to get them or not. But yeah, I don't have much of a strategy and it is kind of a bummer. I think it's kind of a bummer, this kind of game where there, there isn't much difference in points. Like you can't like if you're playing a game of Robotron and there's like a whole bunch of, of the family members on the screen, you know, you have the chance to get a whole lot of points, but you can also get like not very many points at the same time, but there's kind of a range there. So depending on how you play, you can have vastly different scores, but on this one, you're really not going to have that different of a score unless you're just sitting there trying to point press and getting like tons and tons of enemies. And even there, that's kind of a, kind of a hard proposition because you get so few points. 
but uh, no no real strategy other than just trying to get through the screens as quickly as possible because basically that five thousand point bonus is your is your best bet in getting through as many screens as you can to reach that is is the way to go. So that was my strategy, and I think I actually played the best game that I've played so far this time. I think I got to like the fourth screen, which I hadn't seen yet, and then Brandon got like the screen further. Was that? I said I think you got to the fifth. Oh, the fifth. Okay, and I think Brandon got to a screen past that, which good. Yeah, I hadn't seen either. So, same. Tell us your strategy, (laughs) Brandon. Uh. I don't know. I, I I thought the same as you guys. I um, we didn't really talk about the timer. Usually in games like you know Donkey Kong or our favorite game Congo Bongo or um, other games, the faster you know you complete against the timer, the more bonus you get. In this case, I thought that, but you don't. It doesn't matter. Like I, yeah, I think I was fucking around and uh, waiting almost to the end of the energy, uh, whatever the glob energy and you still get the same uh, level clear points. So it's literally not a factor other than you die. Yeah. I feel like it would also almost make it a better game. If that was the case that when you, you got the, whatever energy was left translated to more bonus. I agree. I think, I think they could have, uh, they actually, there's so much very, or there's a lot more to this game. I think, I think it is decently deep, but I'll get into that in the review. But, um, I feel like if they would have added on that, that, uh, glob energy bonus. I think it would have been awesome. Like, say, you know, above fifty percent, you get ten thousand points. Actually, probably seventy-five percent because it's pretty easy to clear it because it goes pretty slow. But um, it's weird that they didn't time because even early, early games, right? Like Donkey Kong, like they tied a bonus to the timer. Um, it's really weird that they didn't do that. And I think that would have given it. Um, that edge and variability on scoring because some of the levels can be challenging to where you are going back and forth and kind of timing out, you know, the elevators and all the enemies. So I think that was kind of a huge miss. Um, but yeah, when I was, tr- when I was trying it out, I, I did try that the first level, right? Because the first levels are always the easiest. So you can kind of see what you can do in a game kind of. And I did try to kill a shit ton of enemies uh, in one of my games and of course, you know the first level or map or is uh fucking fifty five points, and it's like you spend. I spent like I think I spent like um, two minutes in the elevator because you, you can just go in the elevator and just go up, down, up, down, just fucking crush through all of them. It's kind of satisfying, and uh, I think I got like almost I don't know a thousand points, but it seemed very very tedious to where it's like it was boring, and uh, yeah, and then I cleared it. And then I got the 5,000 points and it added on like maybe like an extra 500 or a thousand. It didn't seem worth it. You know, it seemed more worth it just to like get through the game. And so to me, that kind of throws the whole point pressing thing out of the equation because um, usually there's like a risk reward factor. And now it's like a risk boredom factor or something. Not like a, there's not, there's not much incentive to do it. Um, It's really funny. I was, um, I was writing up some notes for uh, describing the gameplay because the last couple episodes I've been like, oh, yeah, and I forgot about this one thing. And I just wanted to make sure I had an outline of everything. And I had just like I assumed you got a bonus for the timer. And I wrote that into the notes. And I was like, wait a minute, do you? And then yeah, just fucked around on the first level. I waited. I got all except the last uh, grape or whatever it is on that level. And I waited until there was literally one pixel on the helmet. <laughs> I got it. 
And I was like, it's the same score. Yeah. Was and very so, yeah, and at the later levels, it's so difficult to kill the enemies, and it only goes up 11 points per new enemy. And so what is that, like, uh, 90, is it 99 or something points, I guess, for, like, the hardest one, maybe? Yeah. And uh, maybe at that point, it could be potentially worth it. But then it's so, they spawn so fast, and the gameplay, the game speeds go on. Uh, so it's even more challenging. Um, I think, again, it's just best to blow through the levels. But I was really hoping to have a strategy like that to where I could do a balance of both. Because usually you do a balance of, you know, a couple point presses, clear. A couple point presses, clear. Oh, it's an easy level, do a bunch of point pressing. And then this game, it seems like you just got to get the uh, the snacks and get the fuck out. Uh, I guess that was my strategy. And, and the only strategy that I try to use, which is hectic, is that when you call the elevators... Um, you can strategically call them to where if they're coming down, you can kill a bunch of enemies on the way. Yeah. But it, but it's hard to execute because, again, you have to be dead on. They have to be dead center below you or below the elevator, uh, just like if you were sucking up at the top of the screen uh, to kill them. Um, the other strategy that I thought was useful, and it's surprising, is um, maybe just because the game's not advanced, but you can, you can literally just stay attached to the ceiling forever um which i thought was kind of amazing because you think they would have capped it um so you're essentially invincible as long as you you want and you can wait for the enemies to kind of inch towards you sometimes you have to like release from the ceiling go towards them a little bit then go back up um so once like, your energy runs out is that are you dead or can you just not go on the ceiling anymore you're dead instantly okay yeah yeah and when you're hanging from the ceiling it does drain the energy bar faster does it because i I almost didn't notice that but i guess it is very subtle but it does do it faster what i was noticing is like as i was saying i was trying to get the the energy bar down to the minimum once it's down to like 20 percent, it makes a beep every time it loses it and i was like I was pretty sure it was draining faster when you uh, suck onto the ceiling. But then, and there's like, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. But uh, when once it makes a noise every time, you can hear the difference. Like, it's dut, 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 and then you hang, and it's like dut, 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 dut. It's yeah. not that much faster, but it is a little bit faster. And I, I think, think it's mentioned in the flyer or something somewhere. Probably. Yeah, so... So again, they could have done a lot better. They could have made it like an asteroids type of thing where you feel the fucking intensity of the game. It's like, shit, I better do something. This is speeding up now. I'm going to lose my energy. But they didn't. Yeah, I think the bar moves so slow that you don't really feel the pain of sucking the ceiling. You suck that fucking thing off as long as you want. And um, you're essentially invincible. And um, the thing that's those tiles are glued on really well. You're not going to suck them off in a minute. Yeah, it it uh it, but it's a good strategy though because you know you can wait you can wait as long as you want each level and um, to me that's the best way to you know the respawns are weird like um, I found like when you kill an enemy near the elevator it's really bad because they're going to respawn on the elevator and usually that's where you want to go and you you end up dying so trying to kill the enemies away from the elevator was kind of my strategy. And um, yeah, the hit detection's weird because it seems like they had to do some programming where 
you know, 50% of the, the height of that area is invincible. And if you drop down, there's that, that margin of error where you're kind of invincible. That's kind of where I skated away, I think, a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I think just clearing the levels is the best strategy that I did. And, and killing the enemies away from the elevator as much as possible. I wonder if on the later levels, because everything speeds up, if your energy drains faster. I was also wondering that, but I didn't get far enough to confirm or deny. Yeah, I have no I, idea. I think I think it's almost like a Space Invaders effect. You know, how the whole game speeds up. Um, I, I, th- I think it may be the case, because you move faster, too. Like, yeah, the whole game moves faster. Seems like, like fucking, it would. You fucking skate across that whole screen like super fast at at that later level, and the enemies spawn quick, and all the animations sped up. It's it, that's probably the case. Their animation looks totally spazzy on the later levels. It's kind of funny because <laughs> yeah. it's so quick. Yeah. All right. I guess let's talk ratings. Does that mean I have to go first? Yeah. Well, as I was talking about before. I think the graphics are a little subpar. The sound to me was pretty annoying. And I was playing it last night and I was like, man, the sound is terrible. But then Jordan said, oh, I don't know if, you know, MAME is getting the sound correct. I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm incorrect. But then Ian comes back and says, no, the sound is probably correct. So I will have to say that the sound kind of takes it down a few notches for me as well. And the what we were describing as the, you know, not the scoring of it is just so... It, it doesn't give you a good um, strategy to have bigger scores for the most part. You're pretty much going to stick to kind of the same scoring on all your games. So, yeah, this one, this is a coins down for me. I did not, don't really enjoy playing it. I'm not sure how much I would will actually revisit it. I'm, I'm looking at the Super Glob screen. And the one thing I like about the Super Glob screen you know, as opposed to what we did play is that it has like the scripty super glob logo at the top and the E has two little dots for eyes where like the little cutout for the E should be. That's, that's pretty cute, but um, that's not the game we're playing. So I have to give this one coins down next. You have to popcorn. Oh, popcorn. I'm going to give it to Jordan. All right. Well, um, I've, I think I've kind of led on a little bit that I think this game has no depth to it as far as the way to play it um you know i like a game that has uh, more than one way to play and this as far as i can tell does not um i don't like the sounds i don't like the graphics especially for 83 this is a you know this is like a step above a bootleg game um it's it's not great um I have enjoyed playing it. I definitely have probably played it a dozen times on the Bit Kit, um, which I think it, I play the Beastie Feastie because it's probably easier. Um, I think this could be fun if you get a bunch of people and kind of make them play it. Uh, I, I know that sounds weird, like um, not like, like warlords, <laughs> not, like not like saw. <laughs> not like they're in prison and this is the only way you can get out but like have a have like a you know some kind of tournament um i know some of the gamers like to do like shit game tournament type of thing where they pick a weird game and mame and just see who can play it better i think this could be fun in like a a thing like that but um i suppose that's what we just did but none of us are really 
<laughs> none of us are really that motivated to to i i mean i played it three times name i don't know how many times you guys played it but um you know none of us are really that motivated to best each other i don't think but uh maybe in a social environment you could you could get a little something out of it um I, I if there if that if I was in Detroit and that cabinet was for sale, I would probably buy that um, just because I, I enjoy the history. I think it's I think it's an interesting company. Um, you know, it was basically a very fly by night type of company that had roots with uh, like the guy who had the the people who sold. So the president of the the company that sold this game. He was vice president of various other shady companies who, amongst other things, got straight up sued by Stern uh, for just copies of Scramble and saying, oh, no, that's not Scramble. That's my game. And then, like, you know, went to court and then tried to, like, have, like, 10 marquees printed out and said, oh, no, Scramble's my game. Look, I have these things printed right here and all sorts of other shadiness. It's a pretty good story if you look into it. Um, And so... I just I like the history of it and just the whole like kind of underbelly. Um, and then one other thing is they actually like confiscated games, these fake scramble games from Oral Roberts University. So that's that's excellent. <laughs> there's a, there's like a picture of a pickup truck with a Tommy Gate on it, like you know, like the FBI came to Oral Roberts University to like take these uh, counterfeit video games away. And so the guy who uh, was vice president of that company went on to found Magic. He's a uh, an Australian man who came here and fell in love with somebody and stayed. And anyhow, this all happened like um, Rhode, is it was a Rhode Island area. I don't quite remember the somewhere back east so just for historical purposes i you know i got a soft spot for that and if if there was this game i would probably have to buy it i don't know if i'd get tired of it and try to pass it on or if i would just take the board and stick it in a pac-man or miss pac-man and when somebody walked up thinking they were going to play play pac-man and they would get this this thing and then i could explain to them what it was and tell them the story that might be fun as well but um as a game on its own, uh, something I want to play? No, I don't really want to play it all the time. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, you know, I love games and I hate to do this, but I'm gonna give it a coins down. It just feels maybe like it got rushed or something. Like they could have done a lot better with it, and um, it's it's there, but it's it's not finished. I'm sorry. When you like to say your alma mater is Oral University, I mean Oral Roberts. Yes. Okay. So I will now pass this off to Ian, valedictorian of Oral. Yeah. I wonder what kind of exams they have there. All right. So I love the idea of this game. Like I, th- I think it has some really solid ideas. Uh, you know, you're a glob and you have to like absorb harmless bunnies with your poisonous gelatinous body. That sounds cool. Um, but, you know, I, I think there is some some really good idea in the gameplay. Uh, and I think it's a pretty, pretty cool gameplay. You know, it's um, got some bright and colorful character design. And, uh, you know, I think it, it could have been great. But the implementation of the ideas is so bad. Uh, I just I don't have anything good to say about how the game actually plays. It's glitchy. It sounds like shit. It looks like shit. 
And uh, as I was playing it, I kept having situations where the collision detection just fucked me. You know, like if I'm playing a game and I die because I didn't react fast enough or I died because I was in the wrong place or, you know, I died for any reason where I looked at the situation and I was like, if I had done better, I wouldn't be dead right now and I would be having a better game. I think that's fair. And this game, I kept dying because the collision detection was bullshit. And I think that is not fair. I think it's just a bad experience. Um, And so I am a hard coins down on this. And in fact, I can't think of a single game we've played on the show that I dislike more than this game. I think this is quite possibly the worst game, in my opinion, the worst game that we have ever played on the show. What about, what about Touche Me? That was a better game. No! Oh my god! No. It was not Bird, a Bird DIY. Birdie is a great game. No, it's not. The only game I came up with that I was like, no. maybe this game is actually hugely worse is Looping. Like, maybe... I don't I, even know if I was coins up or coins down on it. But I'm just gonna say, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this game no. sucks dog shit through a hose. I am coins fucking down i will say i am coins down on the dedicated hardware version the pac-man hardware version is a very different beast the the sounds are still very annoying but the graphics are a lot better and the collision detection isn't ludicrous i think that version is okay i might even give that version a coins up but that's not the version we played that's not what it's getting reviewed we're reviewing the dedicated hardware version which sucks ass (laughs) friend <laughs> what about what about <laughs> great segue what about what about the zizzy x game you hated that game too is that worse that was better uh, he, he, let me let me they say I don't, I don't i don't i don't brian understand. brian said here's the one game i think is as bad as this one okay. brian mentioned it earlier and no one said anything and i was like mm, i could say something now but i'm saving that one Do brian it. said kangaroo this game has the exact same problems as Kangaroo. Shitty programming, shitty animation, shitty sound, shitty gameplay. <laughs> Those two games, if I if you had to make me choose between one of them, I could not. They're equally bad. They are the same level of badness, in my opinion. I do not care for it. I thought you were gonna say something about Robbie Roto. That game fucking. I would sick. rather play Robbie Roto than this game. Kangaroo Kangaroo rules. Kangaroo rules? I love Kangaroo. I gave it a I gave it a coins up. Did you? Were you the only one? I think you were. I think so. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was the only one. Nobody liked I, that game. I, I also that won that game. Down and it was my own game. How the tables have turned. <laughs> I should have traded that kangaroo cab to Brian. Yeah. For the glob. Yeah. If someone asked you to trade the glob for kangaroo, would you just both leave it in the parking lot and drive away? <laughs> the same game <laughs> you know actually we both don't like these games so let's just leave it's like that office meme it's the same picture <laughs> uh i always like to be the 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 difference of opinion but it's funny I, that positive opinion in that you're the only coins up i know you're going to be coins up but that's okay uh i've well the thing is i've just always kind of liked this game and i don't know why it's one of those games because, uh, you know, some people have nostalgia for games and they'll like it even though it sucks. And uh, I I don't know, I've picked a lot of games that I usually like 
Brian picked a game that he's doesn't he hasn't really played and and uh, yeah he didn't like it but um, I've always kind of liked this game I thought it was kind of unique um, it's not amazing it's not but I, I feel like the games that are like the uh, in the I guess you can't call it non-violent because you know you're you're eating fucking animals and shit but um, you know, like bubbles for example bubbles is probably like the most uh, not you know the most unpopular williams game um but to me it's like my number two game and i kind of feel the same way about glob well it's not as good as not even close to bubbles but yes crushing bunnies in an elevator shaft is very satisfying if they would have added added blood to this game (laughs) i don't know I, i dislike it for some reason uh kangaroo does fucking suck i think kangaroo is worse than this game because in kangaroo i couldn't even jump on across a platform and land on it uh but this game i can pass through four or five levels to me that means at least the gameplay you know you can work around the collision detection if you can get through uh level two so (laughs) the music i didn't care for but it like ian said it was kind of in the background and i almost didn't even notice it and the sound effects uh they have a shitty I don't know. I guess you could call it sample quality, but the um, uh, you know it's like they 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 programmed it and they had like artifacts in the programming or something, so everything has like this weird end anomaly to it, and it's annoying. But uh, it seems like they it's like an A for uh, you know they tried, I guess you know. Um, but to me, it's fun to play. I, I I like the I like that there's two buttons. It's kind of weird, you know. You could, there's a call elevator button. There's a um, top of the ceiling um you can crush enemies there there is some depth you can crush enemies with elevators you can um they can actually crush other enemies because they call the elevators and they crush their own enemies which we didn't talk about which was funny is um in the later levels the uh even the frogs can call the elevators and the bunnies and i think the monkeys and uh as they're calling the elevators down they crush the other enemies and you get points for it and that's pretty funny um and then you can crush them yourselves, and then you can uh, jump on top of them. So it's pretty cool that you don't really need power-ups. Um, so I think there's like a lot of unique uh, aspects to it. They're all not executed decently. Uh, the collision detection is weird, but uh, you can you can work around it, actually. And, and I think it it's salvageable <laughs> in some weird way. And I, I think it's coins up. I like the glob and... Probably because it reminds me of the Blob movie for some reason, but um, I'm hoping maybe it's a Blob, um, a Blob. Uh, I think about the movie The Blob or something, and I I like it for some reason. Um, it's the stuff. Yeah, exactly the stuff. <laughs> um, it's very unique. There's there's no other game like it, um, and that's cool too. It's not a space shooter. It's not um, you're not a fucking plumber or some guy named Zeke, um, and Although you kind of look like a Pac-Man ghost, um, which is kind of funny too, because it's a Pac-Man conversion. Um, but it's cool, you know. There's like really unique animations. There's some there's some jiggling. Definitely elevator action. It's actually better than elevator action. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a coins up. It's good to have differing opinions on the game. I appreciate that. Elevator action is way better in this game. I'm oh, yeah, for sure. That one go. I think elevator action's a, a shitty fucking game. Elevator action returns, however, on the uh, Taito F3 hardware is fucking awesome. 
I, I just want to say that I appreciate that you stuck to your guns on coins up even after the rest of us dumped all over the game. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, like, I've just always liked this game. I don't know why. It's, yeah. it's it's one of those games, you know. It's like it's it it is definitely a love hate game. That you don't want to coin up. All the sounds are stupid. All the graphics suck. <laughs> the fucking... I think it would be fun though to have it in a Pac-Man hardware or a Pac-Man cabinet. No glob art, nothing. And then when people come over and expect to play Pac-Man, they get this. <laughs> you have to explain it to them. I'll tell you what though, and you can hate me on this too, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I'd rather play this game a thousand times over than Pac-Man. Pac-Man to me is so fucking boring at this point. I'm sick of seeing it. It's over licensed it's it's fucking boring to me junior pack is cool but um i rather play this a thousand times over than pac-man because every time i see a pac-man in the collection it's just like a fucking snooze fest to me and this is a brush <laughs> a brush a, br- a fr- jesus a breath of fresh fucking air and i think it'd be cool if it was in a cabinet and you did that to someone pac-man is a good game but you are very right that it is over-licensed, and they have milked that IP for a really long time. I was reading a couple weeks ago in the uh, uh, Pac-Man fandom wiki about Fuck. weird minor... Even the wikis are fucking milked out. And, uh, and man, there is some horrifying shit in there. There's like, there's like a, a veteran of Pac-World War II, and there, there was like a fucking Pac-genocide. <laughs> like, this is canon in the fucking Pac-Man expanded universe or whatever, that there was fucking Pac-Hitler and Pac-World War II. Damn. And Billy, Mi- and Billy Mitchell. So, you know, that game's what? just tainted. Once I, again, it, Ian, you've opened my eyes to another world I have no idea about. I don't know how you always And Fucking and, people wild out out there, man. The the thing... Okay, I'm gonna... I know this is a, a mainline episode where we talk about the game, but the thing that bothers me about video game collections in general is that everyone has like the top 10 games and it's just boring. Like uh, people really need to get, get their own tastes and personalities. And, you know, I don't, I think, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Jordan or Brian that said like, you know, um, ah, fuck, I lost it. But I, I think it was something like, um, you know, who wants to play this game in a conversion or a pack manner. Um, but I, 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 enjoy the diversity of this game and um i would i would love to see this in someone's collection over a pac-man any day it's just you know there's only so many classics that you can play over and over i think it'd be an awesome game for like a grinker's tournament i think that'd be really fun you know kind of force people to play it It would be it would be a good time and uh yeah i agree i like diversity i mean i've switched up my collection over the last couple years and and i've gotten rid of some of the some of the the ringers definitely that yeah. I just I just don't care for. I mean, I definitely wouldn't like. I have limited space, so I probably wouldn't own it in this current game room. But um, I would love to find a kit. That'd be cool. And um, I've I've always wanted to kind of own the kit for this game. I don't know why, but and I don't I even like, have a Pac Man. But I, I feel I used like to if have a, if you have a game room like Jordan, where you have a lot of space and you're not limited like you and I, Brandon, then. I mean, Jordan bought Kroll kind of out of the blue. It was like, I don't think Jordan had any um, nostalgia for Kroll or anything, but it's definitely a game that you don't see very often, and it's it's a unique game, so that's one he would add. So, like, yeah, if you see a $700 glob come up, yeah, most likely you, you might 
if you have the room for it, you might go out and, and pick it up because you yeah. have something something unique in your collection. Honestly, I'd rather have a glob than a Star Wars. Same. Mm, I might. I mean, I'd probably <laughs> I'd probably like part out the Star Wars and I'd buy a glob. But um, I mean, if you have other color vector <laughs> games, I mean, not if you don't have any vector. That, yeah, I and mean, I I agree I agree with you in principle, right? Like, uh, I have a Pac Man and a Donkey Kong and a Tempest and Asteroids, you know, but it's not because they're popular. It's because I love those games, and uh, I am I would say a connoisseur of games that are rare because they suck. Um, but this game sucks too much, no matter how rare it is for me. I think uh, I was going to I forgot to mention this, but as far as Pac-Man conversions go now, I, we played the non Pac-Man version, but um, as far as Pac-Man conversions go, I think uh, this and Mr. TNT are the best games uh, and they're better than Pac-Man. Mr. I, I, of course. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like, I like yeah. those games. Mr. TNT eyes. Those are great games on Pac-Man yeah. hardware. So what is the ROM that is the Pac-Man hardware based? I think it says Pac-M or something. I will, uh, I have it up if you want. I mean, I don't know if it's good for the episode, but I can screen share and show you what it's like. Let's do it at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This isn't I, the end? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, it is, but it's not. Not enough. Yeah. I do have a ROM that's the Glob P, so that might, that might be it. Yeah. Okay. No, that yeah. one's that one's the dirty one. That's the glob's penis. <laughs> I mean, when you call the elevator, it's kind of like this bulging penis. We didn't talk about that. I was going to say, it, it does have a <laughs> little dickhead. Yeah. You can imagine that, you know, wrapped around your cock. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should have made the glob like green or something, though. Like, I think, what? I said it's probably pretty slimy, too, you know, self-lubricating. Yeah, <laughs> he's more of a grimace, you know, like for McDonald's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think they missed. They should have made him pink, all of the glob, or a uh, uh, or or green. And I think that would have. I don't like the blue and red color scheme of the art, right? Because he's blue, and the the overall theme is red. And to me, those color those color combos are like the faux pas shit. I mean, it's almost as bad as... I guess if he was green, it would have been like Christmas colors, but then they shouldn't have used red if he was green. But um, I, don't know, I just don't like how... He, he's too, he looks too like too much like a Pac-Man ghost. And um, for being like Pac-Man hardware, it's almost like the least Pac-Man hardware type game, I guess beyond Mr. TNT. But um, man, I wish they would have done a couple things differently. Um, I, for, I haven't had one of those gazillion and one pac board things in a long time it's not on there okay that was my question it should have fucking been though i'm I'm really surprised it's not on the 96 and one um and maybe that's just out of lays or popularity but the fact that there's like a space invaders on there is kind of weird and not the glob it's just kind of weird because they they generally have eyes in mr tnt or as i remember yeah but i suppose i mean that's unrelated i'm just saying like good games that run on pac-man hardware is eyes on the ninety six and one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I had uh, in my eyes cabinet before I got a different board. Uh, I had eyes just running on a ninety six and one on Pac Man board. So there's probably still a Pac Man board sitting in that cabinet. Now that I think about it, I was going to say Crush Roller also runs on Pac hardware. Ah, yeah, mm. that's a good game on Pac hardware. Yeah, and yes, did we do Crush Roller? We've nope, done that yet. one. Not, not yet. yet. We oh, need to. Yet. We need to do uh, Ian's cabinet. 
I do. I have the real game. That would be awesome. Can you guys hear the dogs? Yeah. Hear the dogs. Wow, they're alive. The glob needs to crush them in an elevator. <laughs> 77, 77 points for your dogs. Dog, doggos. <laughs> Good uh, lord. All right, I think uh, this wraps up the excellent version of Glob, and everyone else can can suck it. So Glob next it. next episode will be our updates and feedback episode. So if you guys got anything you want to let us know about or have any suggestions for topics for us, send them in before the next episode. Brandon, will you be reveal, revealing the next game of the episode on the next episode? No. Better, you got a mount to think about it. Yeah. On on this episode? No, the next, next the next episode. On oh, yeah. Update yeah, episode yeah, 73. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we'll find out what the game is then, and if anybody wants to play along with us, they can, and uh, send us their thoughts. Send us your thoughts about the glob. Send us some, send us some voicemails at... 503-766-2263. And ain't nobody said nothing about the glob. They had it like a month to talk about it, too. But More than a month. So yeah, send us a voicemail, send us an email, coinreachxtgmail.com. And until next time, go play yourself some glob on either dedicated or Pac-Man hardware. And we'll see you next time. Bye.